All right. Good morning. I trust that Greg has uh, docked my, you know, has a given me a demerit and will report to David that I was late along with his wife. So, right, right. But anyway, let's let's begin with prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together and study about thankfulness. Lord, we all thankful as a people for the many gracious good gifts that you give us, and we stand in awe of the greatest gift of all, and that is the gift of your Son that we do not deserve or earn, but that you gave out of love for us. And we thank you that that is the greatest gift. And whatever, you whatever else you choose to give or take away, that that is a gift that will never leave us. It, will never, um, it, it, is, it is always ours, assured in eternity. Thank you that you give us ears to hear what you would have to tell us. Give us hearts of flesh, not hearts of stone. And make us ever uh, willing and ready to listen to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so there's only two wives in here, so, um, but I know my wife has often had to look me in the eye and tell me, I want flowers, or uh, I want jewelry for my birthday, or my birthday is coming up, or our anniversary is coming up. And Julia's laughing because she knows too. Lucy's laughing because Kelly probably had, had to do that with Jimmy too. So, but why is it that wives have to tell their husbands these things? I mean, husbands should just know, shouldn't they? I mean, if the wife, from the wife's perspective, if you really loved me, I wouldn't have to tell you anything. You would just know what I want and just do it for me. Okay? And while many new brides probably think that, women who've been married quite a while, would be quick to point out that men are stupid, starting out, and um, they have to be shown what to do. While men do love their wives very deeply, it is explained, sometimes they need examples about how to act. And there might be a little bit of a being upset at this, but it shouldn't be the case. For example, I wish I had the time, money, creativity, and ability to pen an epic love ballad, sonnet, poem, play, or any other form of creative expression when it's my wife's anniversary or birthday. But I don't have any of those things, so therefore I can't do those things. I could hire Rebecca Lamont to do one for me, but that's just kind of, you know, that's something I keep in, 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 the, in the back of my mind. Um, so I use Hallmark cards. I use Hallmark cards as a template to get from my inability to express the way I feel about my wife to being able to communicate how I feel about my wife in beautiful, flowery language, okay? So, you know, uh, men, may, men may need examples of what to say to their wives on a, on a particular day, and, but using templates and examples like this is not a bad thing, but it's a recognition that sometimes the love that we feel for somebody transcends our native ability to express it, okay? We just don't have the words to say to a person how much you love them, okay? And because of this, we need help. The same thing is true in our relationship with God. You know, I mean, I would say that if it's hard for husbands to tell their wives how much they love them, imagine how much more infinitely hard it is to tell an infinite God that you love them. You know, there's just not enough words, there's not enough, and sometimes you just say, what's the point? 
Well, the author of this book gives us a hundred ways to be thankful. as templates that we can be about how we can use these to be thankful in our personal life. And now I encourage you to pick up the book and read them at your leisure because I can't go over a hundred different ways to be thankful in 40 minutes. So I'm just not that good. Maybe Greg could, but I can't. Um, so I have condensed a hundred ways into four steps that I believe capture the essence of what those, um, those uh, ways are. And there are be thankful, be specific, be intentional, and be mindful. And those things are kind of a guide. So when, whenever you want to express how you feel about your, about, your, um, about your Heavenly Father, just use those four things. And I think that covers about all the bases of, um, of, the, of the ways. You're free to add one or two or three or four or five if you read them and you find that I was wrong. But those are the four that I've found covered the most ground. So again, it's be thankful, be specific, be intentional, be, be mindful. Now, in, in, in order to make a point about something, I'm going to be a little bit candid. When I read these 100 ways, a lot of them sounded hokey and um, forced and contrived and insincere at a certain point. Uh, but, and if, if you practice some of these, I felt like you might get some weird looks from people in public or wherever it is you practice them. But we have to remember that the author of this book is not telling us to try to see things that aren't there. This is not a, this is not a blind positivity. Thankfulness is not a blind positivity. It's not seeing something no matter, it's not saying good things no matter what you see, right? It is a recognition of reality and of God's control of and working through the circumstances of our life. So as you read these, you'll say, well, man, that sounds kind of hokey you know, but they're not. They're meant to flow out of a thankful heart. So we do these 100 things, or the four things that we're going to talk about, because we see God behind everything, and we see good where others see bad. It is thankfulness pouring out of a changed heart, and is therefore genuine, no matter how it may seem to the world. And that leads me to my first point, be thankful. Now, there's, this, there's this, uh, this skit on Mad TV where this woman goes in to see a therapist. Most, many of you have probably seen it. And the therapist says, well, I only charge five bucks for five minutes. She goes, oh, okay. So they give them the five bucks. And the psychologist looks at the woman and says, just stop it. You're neurotic, just stop it. Right? And this may seem a little bit like this, just be thankful. Well, okay, but isn't the whole point of this that I don't know how to be thankful? Well, it seems simple because it is, and it seems obvious because it is. First uh, Thessalonians 5.18 tells us to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. Ephesians 5.20 tells us to be always giving thanks and for everything. Um, I will mention reason number 33, and that is it tells us to read Ephesians 2.8 and be thankful for faith. So being thankful is not an option or a suggestion, but a command from our Heavenly Father. Be thankful for all things. Be thankful. It's not be thankful if you feel like it. It's not be thankful if your head doesn't hurt. Or be thankful when it gets better. Be thankful. Right? He has given us so many good gifts. And if we 
as believers redeemed by Christ and chosen before the foundation of the world cannot find it in our hearts to be thankful for that, then we're really in trouble. If we cannot be thankful for that, if in your darkest day, if you cannot, if in your darkest day, if you can think of the fact that my Savior died for me, and you cannot be thankful for that, then you have to question if you're really God's and if he's really yours. Because that alone should drive you to be thankful. You know? Because everything else that happens in your life is temporary. I know it seems like it's not <laughs> temporary at the time you're going through it. But when we all die and we're standing on the other side of eternity, worshiping with our Heavenly Father, these things that we go through now won't matter. But what will matter is that we are His and He is ours. We were chosen before the foundation of the world for no reason other than He loved us. And again, if that does not warm your heart and if that does not make you excited about something, then again, I would go ask, talk to one of the elders and question whether or not you're saved because that is a huge thing, especially when you consider who we are and who God is. So the first thing is just be thankful because it's not, a, it's not an option. It's a command. God commands you to be thankful. He's giving you a lot of good gifts. So it is a command. Be thankful. To be specific, um, God does not give general blessings without any plan. God does not just throw stuff against the wall and just hope it sticks, then walk away with no plan about what he's going to do with what he threw up there. Okay? Whatever God does, he does for a plan. He does for a purpose. He does for a reason. All right? The blessings he bestows upon us are given in love, but yes, they are for a specific purpose. Even the grace and blessings he gives to believers and non-believers alike, known as common grace, are given for a reason. Why did God make the covenant with Noah not to flood the earth again? Well, because if God killed everybody again, there would be no stage upon which he could, act, he could lay out his plan of salvation. He had to have a stage. Why did God choose Israel? So that from Israel could come the Savior. See, if there was no people for Jesus to come from in, in his humanity, he couldn't have come from anything, therefore he wouldn't have been a Savior. He wouldn't have been fully man. So again, this, the blessings that we have are given to us for a reason. They are given for a specific reason, specific purpose, and a specific plan. Matthew 24, 22 tells us that for the sake of the elect, the days of judgment will be cut short. Romans 9, 22 through 24 tells us that he endures vessels of wrath to make the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy. So he puts up with these people over here to show the glory in these people over here. See? So these people over here receive blessings because of these people over here, right? So God does not give blessings without a plan, and we should not give thanks without being specific about what we are thankful for. When our Lord prayed the Lord's Prayer, it is a specific prayer for specific things. Uh, so if we serve a specific God who does specific things for a specific reason, then it does not stand a reason that our thanks should be specific. In other words, if Josh, if one of my teeth are hurting, and I go to Josh, 
and he pulls my tooth and charges me a bunch of money for it. He should thank me for the very specific blessing of giving him money. <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> and <sighs> okay. And I should thank him for the very specific blessing of making my tooth not hurt anymore. Because, I mean, you know, if, 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 if I just walk to Lucy and say, thank you, Lucy, and then just walk on, well, that doesn't mean anything to her. But she's like, well, thankful for what? You know, I mean, okay, what did I do for you that, that, that made you thankful? So when we um, are showing our things to God, we should be specific. Find specific things that you are thankful for, that you can thank God for. Um, the third thing is be intentional. Um, God is intentional in the carrying out of his plan. We should be intentional in how we give thanks. We should seek out reasons to be thankful and people to be thankful for. Like, um, you know, I guess I'm thankful for Thomas. I don't know why. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, you can be thankful for people who just when you see them, they make you happy. You know, um, you can be thankful for, uh, you know, when if Jacob as a deacon does a nice thing for you, and you can be, you can you can look at him and, and be thankful. You know, um, so seek out reasons to be thankful and people to be thankful for. And again, this is not an option for us because no, no. No matter how bad your day is going, there are little graces, little, little nuggets of happiness that God sprinkles throughout your day. For example, you know, no matter how bad a day I have at work, when I'm done, I get to go home and I get to go to sleep. And, um, well, I do. I don't know about Kelly, but, you know, um, but I do. And I'm thankful for that. <laughs> but, uh, but if you stay at home with the kids, if, if, you're, if you're a stay-at-home mom, I know you're thankful when your husband gets home because I know my wife is thankful you know, when I get home. So, I mean, that, that may be an obvious one, but, it, you know, it's a, it's a point. Be intentional because God, again, God is a good God who gives good things to his people. And um, so we should always be looking out for reasons to be thankful because they're there. And... Um, the fourth one is be mindful. Now, we'll get into, the, into that a little bit more because it seems that at first glance, uh, being intentional and being mindful are the same thing, but they're not. So, but Psalm 8, this is a short scripture, but we'll all turn there. Who do I want to say to read? I don't want to read this. I want someone else to read this. Um, <laughs> I'll, ha <laughs> I'll have Lucy read this. Uh, Psalm 4, Psalm, sorry, Psalm 8, 4 through 8. Psalm 8, 4 through 8. Sorry. If I said 4, I meant 8. Psalm 8, 4 through 8.
your inheritance. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heaven, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. Okay, thank you. So God is mindful of us, so we should be mindful of God. Now, mindfulness and, like, like I said a few minutes ago, mindfulness and intentionality might seem like the same thing, but it's really not. It's really two different things. Let me give you an example from my job. Um, I can be intentional about delivering the mail, but not be mindful about where the mail goes. So I can be intentional. I'm, I have this, this bunch of mail here. I'm going to get this delivered. But then I get back and say, John, you just, you just put all that mail in the, in, in the wrong boxes. So I'm like, well, okay. See, I was intentional, but I was not mindful. <laughs> or, you know, you know, Kelly can say, I'm going to be intentional about, you know, making this man feel better, but, you know, not mindful of what his allergies are or whatever. She gives him the wrong thing, and he has an allergic reaction, and she makes it worse. Or I'll pick on Josh again. <laughs> um, Josh can be intentional about pulling teeth and pull the wrong one because he's not mindful about where he's pulling Sure, it's never happened to you, though. Because <laughs> Josh is just that good, is what it is. <laughs> You're the dentist, in my <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, it's all for a reason. Just tough it up. <laughs> um, but anyway, so a mind foreman can tell his man to dig a mine shaft, but not be mindful about shoring it up, all right, and making sure that it doesn't collapse. So being intentional and being mindful. They're connected, but they're really two different things. Um, mindfulness without intention is navel-gazing. Intention without mindfulness is insanity. So we are not being thankful to a dead God and or to a dead God or carved statues. Okay? Our God is real, and the people to whom we are giving thanks are real. And people deserve the recognition due to, due to them as being image-bearers of God. Okay? So... You can be intentional in saying thank you, but not be mindful of the person that, that you're saying thankful to, and it doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's just a, a hollow thank you, you know, something done out of rote. But our thankfulness should never be rote, forced, or stale, but should come from an intention couched in the mindful recognition that God deserves more than half-hearted thanks, and his image bearers do as well. You ever been praying? I know that this, this, this happens to me a lot. But when you've been praying and thinking, wait a minute, I just prayed like for five minutes and I had really no clue what I was saying. You know? So I have to stop, go back, and say, okay, let's turn my brain on now and actually walk through what I'm saying. You know? And that happens. But your prayer should never be like that. You know? And when it is, you stop, you go back, and you, and you correct it. Because God is mindful of us and we don't even deserve it. God deserves for us to be mindful of him because he's God. We are dust. He is God. So if God is mindful of us, then we should be mindful of him. So, um, so four things. Uh, be thankful, be specific, be intentional, and be mindful. So in conclusion, being thankful is not an option for the believer. But it is a command and should flow out of the heart, out of a heart changed and turned toward God. We should give thankfulness. We should give thankfulness. <laughs> we should give thanks in all circumstances and situations because our God is in control 
other situations we face. They could not have come if he had not allowed them. Whatever hindrances are preventing you from giving thanks, bring, bring them to the cross. You know, if you're feeling especially, um, you know, God, why am I going through this? Why does this, why does this always happen to me? You know, bring it before God. Ask for forgiveness. You know, we just uh, were studying uh, gentle and lowly in, in the, in the uh, small group. And we just, um, this past Friday, we studied that he is, he is willing to abundantly pardon you. It's not just pardon, but abundantly pardon. You know, and his pardon is tied into his infinitude. So he, he will infinitely pardon. You know, if you come to him in a, with, with a broken and contrite heart, he will infinitely pardon you, you know, because he's a loving God who loves to give good gifts to his children. So, um, you know, we have the means of grace. Listen to the word preached on Sunday. And when, and when the, um, you know, when the table is available, be mindful of those, of those things. Come to the table, ask God to forgive you of them. Um, so, you know, and we have to remember that we are all children of God, purchased with the blood of Christ, and God's wrath against us is propitiated. God's not, God's not angry with us anymore. His anger is different. It is the anger of a father wanting to discipline his children to make them better. So his wrath toward us is not the same as it is toward the non-believer because God's wrath was propitiated in Christ for us. And again, that should give, a re give us a reason to be thankful all the time. Because when you think about what being eternally separated from God really means, and that every sinner in hell, you're no better than them. God chose to love you, and he didn't choose to love someone else. And the, for the fact that he chose to love us should us like, wow. You know, I don't deserve that because I'm no better than, I'm no better than anyone else and on, a, on a fundamental level. So, um, and, you know, so be thankful, be specific, be intentional, and be mindful. And so, you know, I know those, those really help me and hopefully they'll guide your daily life. And as you look for things to be thankful for and how to direct that, how to get from that warm, fuzzy feeling you have for God in your heart to actually saying those words out loud. So, uh, you know, those four things will help us direct that thankfulness toward the loving God who gave his son and is worthy of all praise and thanksgiving. So, I'll go through that kind of fast, but does anyone have anything, anything they want to add? <laughs> well, they were all kind of hokey, to be honest with you. I mean, and I, I don't say that to be, but okay. Are you I, thankful for them? I am thankful for them. Okay, here's one. Number one. In the checkout line, when retrieving my credit card from the credit card reader, I pretend the little screen says, be thankful, oh, it's so high. Be sure to thank helpful and intelligent name of employee so, and so I read it out loud. <laughs> I've been saying that too. Yeah, yeah. In, 
Invariably, I get a happy reaction from the store associate as well as customers within earshot. Why not be energy giving to public servants who experience their share of cranks? And it's like, yeah, but that just seems weird. But anyway. Right, exactly. See? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you might not do it the way that he describes right. it, but you will go to slow with thankfulness right. to this person that you maybe interact with on a daily basis and don't think about. Exactly. Because now you're thinking specifically, God put this person right here. Right. They're doing a service for me. They're enabling me to purchase some groceries or supplies right. or whatever I need. Mm -hmm. If they weren't doing that, I wouldn't be able to get these things. Right. right. God's put them here. He put the store here, right? And then you're being mindful of it, which means that in the moment that you're doing it, you're thinking about right. that right in a way that they realize that you're being genuine right and you're not just like thank you bye right everyone says not everyone but a lot of right. people say thank you as they walk out the door but like you're communicating beyond just that right like verbal that I, i'm really genuinely grateful for you it doesn't mean you have to pretend like something on the screen is really right. hokey because they realize this person's going out of their way to to make sure i understand they're grateful right and like that's that's what you're doing right yeah and i mean you know it's it it like when you're talking to, to the waiter or waitress, although for me, the waiter and waitress always comes to me at the, exactly the wrong time. When I'm like eating, or I'm like focusing, is that, same with the good, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know? It's like they watch and then say, okay, he has his food in his mouth, go, tell him, ask him, ask him if you're okay. You know, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but you know, I mean, you can be intentionally thankful you know, for the waiter or waitress. And again, it's not like you're it's not like you're forcing it. It's because you know, like Thomas said, that this you know, God has put this person in your life to to help you and to give you the food that you're eating. And you know, as 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 hard as it is to believe, you can even be thankful for dentists. Actually you can't. If you haven't yet, you will. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, Jen, my, Jen works with Josh, and she says that, you know, people come in with their teeth hurting, and, uh, you know, Dr. Feelgood over here, uh, you know, makes it, you know, takes him back to his magic room and makes it all feel better, and then they come out just all happy and, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's, you know, in that moment, they should be intentional and look at Josh and say, you know, thank you, Dr. McIntyre. That sounds weird saying that. I have to say Dr. Josh, but. This is what we're calling doc, Dr. McIntyre. It's Sunday. I'm not called Dr. Mike. Okay. But anyway, so, but, but, um, what time was time? I was just thinking about, um, well, especially since it's Thanksgiving. Right. Um, and choosing time to be like that whole mindful, intentional thing. But often in the moment, I'm not, sometimes I'm in the moment, can't do that. Like in the moment, it's right. hokey. Right. Right. Um, you know, the end of the week, even, you know, some days are great days for that. Right. How can I be thankful for this week? And sometimes it's, right. I need that perspective. I need oh, that. Oh, yeah. Wow. In the moment, everything felt really, really hard. Right. But what can I be thankful for? And try, I mean, sometimes it's, you know, it, I mean, it's easy to think something that's hokey, but sometimes that perspective can go, hey, like, I can really be thankful for that. Right. And choosing to be mindful and intentional and specific, right. I can 
can do that better in you know, right. retrospect looking back. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I'm thinking about, you're really just thinking about circumstances. That right. Sometimes it is hard to do it in the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the hymn, Count Your Blessings, I mean, how many of those blessings do you think were blessings in the moment? And that they became blessings as you looked back on them and said, oh, yeah, you know what, that really was a blessing. You know, it didn't seem like at the time. But, you know, I mean, think about the story of Joseph. You know, being thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, and then thrown in prison again, that doesn't seem like a blessing. But what did Joseph say when his brothers came to him at the end? He said, what you meant for bad, God meant for good. This was a blessing that this happened to me. You know? So again, you know, when we count our blessings, you know, as you look back and doing these four things, you might say that, you know what, that, that really was a good thing that happened to me. Even though at the time I didn't seem like it, but I'm thankful for it now. So it's one of my blessings. Yeah. Uh, it, no, Ephesians. Yeah. In all things. Because I think there's a distinction. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, as you're going through a hard time, you're not necessarily probably thankful for that thing in the moment. You may be thankful for what you know God is producing in that thing. But it's not until later that you say, you know what? That, you know, again, that what happened to me, even though it was horrible, it did produce, you know, something good. So something, something good is coming out of this. Well, so. and that, that can be cultivated by looking back, mm-hmm. Right. Who he is and how sinful we are. Right. Because in the moment, right. it's hard. That's, it's, we can choose in the moment to go, well, this, that was good. Right. But it's hard, hard for that to really flow from the heart. Right. But when you look back, you can see some of those things that were hard, or even just if you're not intentional, you can right. fly through the grocery store or little things and not be thankful for them. Right. Right. Things come back instead of yeah. instead of getting bogged down in how hard that situation is or the trial or whatever. You, you come into it being intentional about I'm going to be thankful for this thing that I I know was thankful when I reflected on it later. Right. And then that helps you in that moment be mm-hmm. you know have a better attitude and be more you know joyful to the Lord and right. thankful. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean I really think you broke down those hundred examples. You do some pleasure really well. <laughs> okay. All those I mean that I can think of different ways. Yeah. Uh. Right. Uh, and another way. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Is, is like what Kelly was saying about time. So, as something's happening, he's not even thinking about it. If a waiter comes and like sits in my seat and he has to come up 
I'm not going to say, oh, thank you very much. Right. <laughs> or if, like, a different dentist other than Josh <laughs> like, holds the wrong teeth and forgets to give me anesthesia. Right. I'm not going to walk out all joyful. Right. Like, oh, maybe with time, maybe about something different, I'll give thanks. Or, like, let me give thanks for the consequences that came out of this. Right. But, like, no, I'm not thankful that when Charles Stewart dropped in the ER, I don't know, just a lady. Oh, thank you for this event. Right. No, right. I'm to punish him and then thank him later for thank you for sanctifying me and for allowing me to give you the wisdom of the Lord. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the, you know, the, uh, I think I think there's definitely room for, you know, okay, well, that was, you know, I mean, that that was not really, I guess, technically a good thing, but you know, God still, God still used something out of it, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yeah. I think there's also a temptation when you have this influence in your life that's sort of happy as a meal. And I, I don't think those two all mm-hmm. exist there. If right. this was the man Charles, mm-hmm. right, he would have been perfect example and I'm sure often right. he would have perfectly lived out what he learned from suffering and yet be the man Charles. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. Happy, happy. And, yeah. And I don't know exactly how to conclude that for him. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, think about the garden, the garden where Jesus is saying, "Lord, if you, if it, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me." He is sweating blood. He knows what he's about to go through. You know, and he's pleading, "Lord, you know, take this cup away." But in the end, he bows his knee and says, but not my will, but yours be done. So like you said, he was not going into that, you know, like you said, two thumbs up, buddy Jesus, you know, love you. We're going to do this. See you on the cross. You know, he was scared out of his mind, in, you know, in his humanity, of course. But, you know, he was scared. He, was, he did not want to do this. You know, he knew what he was going through. He knew what he was going to do. And he was like, well, if there be any other way. You know, so yeah, I mean, I think we do. I think that's right. I think we can tend to, you know, and again, but we have to go back to the, that thankfulness is not a forced positivity. It's not like, you know, grit your teeth and bear it and push through. It's a recognition of the circumstance, but a recognition that there is something that, that this circumstance is not random, that God has, God will use this particular circumstance, however bad, to accomplish something down the road. That we might not, that we might not even see, you know. And it's, it's not like we all see the plan of God that He lays it out like a, on a table and says, "Okay, you know, look, you're going to go through this, and then this, and this, and this, 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 this." You know, we have to trust that in that moment that we're going through that that thing. That yes, God is working something, but that that doesn't mean that we can't groan in that moment that we are going through that. Right. 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 Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Um, so I think I think in that sense as well, it's like how I think we I think we do need to be really cautious about saying that in the moment when something bad happens, I'm not going to be thankful. Well, maybe the time you get to be thankful for that yeah. but can you be thankful in that bad moment? Right. There's still things to be thankful for. Right. Moment, even if it's not that bad. Right. I mean, think you know. I'll just say this then, and then um, we have to pray. But Joni Erickson Tata, I don't know if, if y'all don't know who that is, but she's a, a quadriplegic. She broke her neck and when she was like 20, so she's lived with quadriplegic for years. But she said, you know, I, I'm glad that that happened to me. You know, now probably at the time when she jumped off and hit her head, she wasn't like, yeah, I'm paralyzed, yay! You know, she wasn't happy in that moment. But like we've all said, like Kelly has said, looking back, she's like, I am thankful that that happened to me because it produced where I am now, you know. So, um, but yeah, so uh, Josh, if, if, oh, I'm sorry.